Coming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for listening all the way to episode 209, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We are a couple of guys that have never met in real life. I live in the Midwest, all the way out in Iowa. And my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig, hails from New Jersey. Hey, 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 hello, hello again, Colin. Yes. Episode 209, take two. They would have never have known that had I not said it. But I said, you know what, why not? I'm going to say it. I'm going to share it. Because uh, I want to launch, I want a launching pad for it. And and uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to bring up what I had heard earlier today when you first turned on the mic or just before you turned the mic on and recorded. You may do that. Okay. okay. So, um, you know, Colin... Colin lives in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, with his his wife and two daughters and a lot of animals and whatever. And, and I, I heard a female voice say, "What? what did, I can't remember exactly what she said." She was like, "Let's go. It's only a fourteen hour drive. It's only a fourteen hour drive." And and she was it was so convincing that it sounded like a line from a movie. And I was like, "I." Let, yeah, let's go, Colin. Let's not record. <laughs> go get in the car and start driving. And and she repeated the like, uh, and when she she said, "We got a full tank of gas, and we got money in the bank. Let's go." And it was almost like it was like the girls won't even know we're gone. I mean, it was it was like I don't know, and I didn't know anything about it. Now I do, but I'm going to ask you again if you don't mind sharing to to tell the audience a little bit about it. So I had uh, sent her a gift in the mail, and uh, there was a little note in there that said uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's not far away or something along those lines. Um, and I'd sent her the, the gift was a little, just a little uh, sterling silver uh, sand dollar on a, on a pendant and on a necklace, and and she had gotten that, and so she had put the necklace on, and she realized that you know, if we get in the car right now and head for Florida in today's it's your typical late January winter day in Iowa. It's you know making you want to go back to to warm weather. So she was like, "Let's get in the car. Let's go. Let's do it." Right. And so this was uh, what was it, Pensacola, Florida? Pensacola is where we're at last. Right, right. Yeah. And, and because I actually paid attention earlier, that was just before Christmas. You went down there, right? You rented a very nice condo. Yeah, it turned out really well. We got a, a nice upgrade because uh, the place we were going to stay didn't uh, didn't work out because they were doing repair after the uh, after the hurricane that they had had down there in September. So um, they upgraded us, which was great. So yeah, it was right. nice. And so so that was like a little a little token, nice, thoughtful gift that you gave and that she appreciated, obviously. Yeah, you know, I figured this time of year with uh, all the, the you know, we is shut in as the, the year has been for everybody, uh, she just, you know, probably could have used something just a little little cheer me up. little thing this time of year always goes goes away. A long right, rest. right, right. So post-holiday, you know, lockdown, pandemic, all this shit. You know, like yep. something, something. Just for the hell of it. Right, right. There was no significant anniversary or purpose other than you it just hit you i'm doing this nice thing and she appreciated it sound it sounded like she appreciated it i think she did so yeah it worked with all the responsibility all the animals with the girls is that something that you would do i mean in normal times just hop in a car and drive somewhere well <laughs> other than for just like a, a day trip you know, you you don't have the opportunity with all the stuff going on. If 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 not for everything else, yeah, yeah that would be great. But you know, we, we've we've been saying that uh, well, the last couple of years that um, we're going to uh, ideally that we would spend the month of uh, of March in uh, New Orleans and the month of August in Maine would be great. We could just stay out there for a month right. in, in both cases. And, and both of us can get away with it with work. And, and um, maybe the bright side of this whole COVID thing is for, for me is that uh, it's going to be pretty easy to make a case to be gone for a month. If we do ever get back to, to any sort of an office situation, which I don't see happening uh, really anyway, but uh, you know, we'll see. You know, um, do you have do you have a little bit of time? Yeah. You know, we're doing this again. I don't want to necessarily talk about it and rehash everything we we talked about earlier. It may not be relevant anymore. News cycle changes. It changes fast. <laughs> um, is um, you want me to, you want me to tell you what uh, what's good about the uh, COVID situation and pandemic for me? Sure. 
Yeah, fucking nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All fucking sucked. No, <laughs> just kidding. I'm teasing. <laughs> um, I ran a lot, and uh, and I got a, 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 I got to spend a lot of time with my girl Susie. I did. I, I I probably ended up spending a lot more time with her because of uh, just being able to having the time. You know, because when I work, um, I I work very long hours, and uh, and she and I do not live close to one another. So a bit of a track and so but uh yeah and, and again i remember earlier we said we weren't I, I i don't really want to talk about a couple of things and we discussed those things and you especially didn't want to talk about covid and boom right like three quarters of the way through so we have a this is a do-over and then and what, what we were just talking about was not about covid was it it wasn't at all it wasn't no but, but no. I, I had to talk about covid a little bit because i had gotten a text from uh our number one listener mr matthew cunningham the the missing link and uh, the text was uh, basically he had he had uh, let me know that um, it was it was I don't know through Instagram I think or uh, possibly but um, he had let me know that he uh, that that um, that Oscar his his his, his his boyfriend yes partner yes Oscar and his Oscar's mother I didn't catch her name I'm not sure if it was included but um, Oscar's mother was um, they, they'd gotten they, they'd signed up they, they, they've gotten they've gotten a, a first dose vaccination and the reason they had gotten the first dose vaccination uh, I'm not sure how old uh, Oscar's mother is but she's perhaps uh, uh, of the age where you, you might get uh, the vaccination but mm-hmm. um, Oscar is uh, you know a younger guy 30s ish mm-hmm. um, he he got his because he, he had signed up for this trial thing he just said hey, we'll, we'll be right, right, we'll right, be right. And, yeah, guinea and pigs the, the guinea pigs right and and he had told me that as well and i said thank you for your service because i think he had done it as well and then well the thing is when you do those trials you 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 get a, you don't know if you're getting a placebo right so so it's uh oh yeah that's right you I don't know when you're doing it you don't know if you're getting a placebo huh. i mean that's how they came that's how you know um all of them um moderna you know pfizer all those companies, BioNTech with Pfizer, were able to get those numbers. Like, how do you Sputnik. how do they know it's ninety five percent effective? Because they look at all of the people that got, you know, the placebo versus the the other one that, you know, and the cases, and they statistically can say that well, this actually worked. And so we'll see, we'll see. Um, I uh, Matthew, he you know he reaches out to me every now and again. He'll like drop a text or whatever. But he, I actually got something in the mail the other day. It was a little happiest holidays, and it's a, a little postcard, Matthew and Oscar, and uh, it's like about six pictures of them. You know, one looks like they're on the Golden Gate Bridge. I think uh, Matthew's from the San Francisco area, or his sister's there. They're on a beach. They're in the water. They're in that red rental car or whatever car, their car, uh, when you met them over the summer. He bought a car. Oh, he bought a car. Okay, so there's a picture of them on the road standing next to that car. Not in front of your house, though. And uh, they're painting, whatever. And then on the back, there's a picture of their new house. Cute, cute house um, with a U-Haul. And it says, John, uh, I'm really glad I, I, I got to briefly see you in New York City. He and I saw one another before COVID in like february january february i can't remember congrats on unbecoming of age number 200 keep them coming xoxo matthew and oscar so matthew i don't want to text you i don't want to call you thank you thank you for that. That very thoughtful i've sent you nothing ever and, and yeah i was gonna say he probably heard me say uh, kind of disparaging things a little bit about the the vaccine rollout that people who more younger were getting it and i was thinking older older people should get it but in this case i'm glad that oscar got it and he was uh, mentioning that uh, oscar's clients now because he's uh, runs a hair salon that his clients would now be able to uh, come in and not worry about yeah, things, yeah. which I, is true I, yeah yeah. I, yeah, I think, yeah i think uh, oscar cuts hair and uh colors hair i just I saw the, uh, even though we weren't going to talk about it first time, I guess we're talking about it now, but I, I saw the, uh, the for the state of Iowa, the COVID rollout plan, and um, it's, it seems a little goofy to me what's what's going on now. They, they've got, so the age groups, they've got 0 to 16, and in that 0 to 16, uh, it just says there's no vaccination available. There's no plans for vaccination for anybody 0 to 16. Right. They didn't test on anyone under 18. So, so yeah, 0 to 16, uh, probably. I, I don't think those kids are ever going to get a vaccination. I really don't. That, that I, I believe 
that I, okay, so we had a conversation about this at home. The idea that, okay, so if I were to say the shingles vaccine, you would say, okay, um, if I were to ask you, have you gotten the shingles vaccine? Anybody under age 50 would say no. And you'd say, well, why not? And the reason would be, I don't, I don't need it if I'm under 50 because typically people under 50 don't get shingles. So why would I get the vaccine now? Isn't shingles adult chicken pox, essentially? Yeah. I mean, people typically don't get it uh, until they're over 50 years old. It's, uh, so that's why when you when you hit 50, that's when they, they want you to get that vaccine. And it's like the COVID thing. It's a two-part vaccine. It comes with, I, I talked about it on here that I'd gotten it recently, and uh, that... Uh, it, it has a lot of side effects. It, it's going to beat you up when you when you get it. You're going to have a little bit of a fever spike. You're going to feel like you, know, you got punched in the arm for a couple of days. It's going to it's going to it's going to go through you like a freight train. And it did for me, for sure. And, and it sounds like that's for the shingles vaccine for the shingles thing. So, but the point I'm trying to make is uh, the reason people don't get the the vaccination until they're 50 is because they, you know it's not a big deal until you're 50. Not this is the way I think. Statistically, they, that's what you think. So what I'm saying is statistically, um, people under 16, uh, uh, that the youth, uh, parents of people that are that young probably aren't going to be, um, when it does become possibly available for kids to get vaccinated, I don't think there's going to be a lot of parents that are going to be saying, vaccinate my child for this because children um, right. either don't get it, they don't get severe. It's very, very, very extremely, even though you hear all these anecdotal fucking sky is falling stories, um, on the news outlets uh, about any time they can find out of a out of a country where there's 350 million fucking people they they can find enough stories to scare the shit out of people about some one kid out of that number that that got it yes, and died. yeah you know i i went to the cdc today because i i knew that uh, i knew that we were approaching uh, statistically, the reported number, at least on the CDC website, and then the news outlets picked that up, is uh, it, it crossed 400,000 deaths this year, right? And I look at the statistics, I look at the breakdown, I look at the ages and everything, and I look and I go across, and this is with, you know, COVID, pneumonia, and influenza, possibly all three of those, right? And then one is no influenza, whatever. And so the numbers, like with, yeah, no flu, you know, with the influenza and everything, it's like 500 and something thousand, but they're not counting those as COVID. Death, you know, deaths necessarily, right? They're not, they don't seem to be. And so, you know, I, I don't know, but I'm looking at the numbers for the age groups and I looked at my age group and, and I looked at the, um, in my age group, I'm, I'm 49, um, I'll be 50. So I'm in that, in the 45 to 54 year old age group. And for males, it was like 16,000. I can't remember what the overall number was, but it was surprising to me. It was like, in certain age groups, it was like almost twice as many women, men as women even in, a, in my age group where the population of women was higher than men. So now I'm like, what the fuck is that about? How did we, why don't I know why, why is it that men, are men more likely? Again, I didn't look at all the numbers and I didn't really want to try to pull away too much information. Right. But I also looked at that, like the infant to, I don't know the exact age, I don't have it in front of me, but it was like uh, maybe to three or four or whatever. And there were very few. It was like under 10. And, but then I think to myself, holy fuck. Like, what the fuck? If you were that person, right, you have a better chance of winning the fucking Powerball or Mega Millions. Sure, yeah. Possibly. Not really. You don't. You don't. Statistically, you wouldn't. But it's like, it's almost like, you know, it's that shitty, like, that's not a bad lottery. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, statistically. I mean, that yeah. must fucking tear people apart, right? Like, if if, 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 they, if those kids, I don't know. I mean, and again, it's one of those things that it's not a, a rabbit hole I would climb down, but it, the minute I saw it, I was like, fuck, right? Like, it wouldn't matter what science said, what the news said, what the anti-master said. You'd fucking, that's got to, you know, you losing a child, a single-digit child in any case, has got to be so traumatizing. Yeah, we have kids every year that die. You know, you, you mentioned the flu thing, and I read that, that uh, there are almost literally zero cases of, of flu uh, this year because we're all masked and we're staying away from each other, and uh, it just doesn't exist. Kids die in, in pretty large numbers, uh, as do older adults from, from the flu every year. Uh, and so, you know, that's uh, it's 
sad it's it's horrible that that happens uh, so maybe in a way because of this covid cover-up the thing that's going on the fact that we're all got the, the masks on and and everything there's far fewer kids that are that are dying well that for sure well, maybe for sure yeah. for sure I, you know i don't no, really, you know you know yeah, I, I would know. hope so you know it, it's if many years from now i found out I'm like yeah it turned out the masks were bullshit I and mean, i was like all right whatever you know i mean if i'm still living and still alive i'm like yeah what are you gonna do well, yeah, yeah you, I mean, it's it's things like that aren't going to you know put me in a place where I don't trust anything or anyone ever. You, you know? do the best with what you've got, the, the information you've got available right. today. You know, yeah. I, I I accept I accept that not everybody gets everything right all of the time, even when they're right and they're an expert. And and you know the as far as the vaccine and the rollout. You know, my mom got it. My mom is uh, 70. She'll be 71 soon. And that's because and she works? It was, she worked for a podiatrist. Okay. Uh, and that's a doctor's office, whether you believe a podiatrist is a legit doctor or not. Um, <laughs> a doctor, doctor, doctor that got C's in college. <laughs> um, but he, he uh, she got her vaccine like last week. For the first, the first one, and, and I don't she know had she, she had the antibodies when she was tested, right? And right, then, and she they, did. At the beginning of the year, she had the antibodies. And right? they, she's, so, so she's not she's she's rock solid. She's well, not no, that shit. you know what I mean. I don't know. I, I, it's I guess I mean, and if she had the antibodies, she must have been exposed to it. She thinks she was, unless she, she gets she possibly was in the beginning of the year in January. Um, um, she, she could get the, great. I was gonna um, say she could get the Des Moines the the, the Des Moines variation of it. There's there's a new variation of it every every couple of days that they keep talking about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I. So I, you know, it's it's one of those things. I don't I don't ignore it. I don't pretend it doesn't happen. I don't necessarily go out into the world to a crazy amount. Um, but you know, I what I do, I put my mask on and do the thing. And uh, and but the 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 vaccine seems to have rolled out fairly well. To if from what I've heard. Um, on the news, if you are to trust the news, fake news, I don't believe any of it. Um, but it, it seems that uh, the challenge is the logistics of actually distributing the vaccine and, and, and getting people to come in for it and then to come back in the right period of time if there has to be a second shot. Well, right? Because you, you, yeah. there's not a lot of room for error there. We've got we've got the the wrong people distributing it. Uh, you know, when you get the government involved in something, it's it's not going to be smooth. And and uh, if we let Amazon and Chick Fil A do the distribution, it would be much well, much smoother. I, if those do two, I get a free chicken locations. sandwich? Exactly. I mean, I don't I don't love the politics over there. I don't like but, that. The, but for the sandwich, you'd do it, right? You just. I mean, now that I'm eating meat again, sure. If absolutely, if I'm you gave normal. people a free Chick Fil A sandwich and uh, and they could pick up a some sort of a check uh, from, uh, we'll let Biden sign this one. So the Biden check, a Chick Fil A sandwich, and uh, something from Amazon. Uh, some kind of a coupon, Amazon coupon. That's what you get to go get the shot. Everybody would be just rolling in there, and it would be efficient. It would be smooth. We'd have the the Amazon's whole system would be would be there. The Chick Fil A would be they, those people would be uh, praising Jesus, but they would be very courteous and and efficient about the operation, and things would would move along quite well. So people would be you happy. Know, I, 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 I was uh, I heard a story on NPR about a week ago or something. And uh, there was a guy from the Brookings Institute. I think he's in his 70s. And uh, he had this idea that you would, to pay people for the vaccine. And uh, who's the guy that you liked? Uh, the Democratic uh, young guy. Uh, Yang. Yang. Running for mayor in New York City. Is he really? He is. Yeah, he's running for mayor of New York City. Uh, even though he uh, is basically, he said that he's not going to live there, but he, he can still be mayor. And he what? said, "You can be mayor and not live in the city." I, well, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work, but uh, he said out loud. They asked him, uh, you know, you don't. They, basically, he's not living there now. I think he lives. In, does he live in Philadelphia? I'm not sure, but um, I don't know. I thought he was like a a silicon valley guy well he, he's bounced around a bit but uh he said what would you do when i live in manhattan in a two-bedroom you know apartment in manhattan with uh trying to be mayor and have two kids that are being homeschooled right now because they can't go to you know can't go to school that's crazy you can't do stuff like that which his detractors were like you just described the way real people 
yeah, that's what's going on with real people. And you're saying you can't do that and you can't live here, you know. So, uh, I don't know. He's he's could get a groundswell, you know, of, of young New Yorkers behind him. The fact that he's... Uh, He's, uh, you know, not your typical uh, old white guy running for running for office. I don't know. I'm, I don't live in New York, so you're closer to that action. What do you think? You think uh, a young uh, young Asian fellow with uh, with a lot of smarts could? Uh, <laughs> he's a smart guy. I mean, guy. can he? I, you know, listen. I, I don't know enough about the guy. Uh, I didn't watch the debates or read enough about what he said. Um, I don't know. I I'm, I'm not a. I don't live in New York City anymore. I do work there. Uh, I am not a fan of, of Bill de Blasio, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't get my head around the not living there part of it. I hear that uh, Staten Island is basically just, it's its like the Wild West. It's All bets are off in Staten Island right now. That the Well, yeah, no, Staten Island, uh, you know, they want to secede. Staten Island is where I was born and raised. Yeah. And my parents still live there. My sister, her guy, and my nephew live there. And my Aunt Mary. And uh, it is a little bit of the Wild West. Um, I've always called it a uh, a flyover state. It's like a it's a it is a bright red. It is Trump country, and but it was it was red before. It was you know it was Republican for the most part, which always blows my mind when the um, a and I can't say for sure that it's it's predominantly working class, but when working class is Republican. And I'm not saying that. I mean, it used to be different. I mean, that makes more sense. I think back in the, in when unions were bigger, and the Democrats were big, big union supporters. At least in the past, I think. I don't know what I'm talking about. Back when you know things, what? When things were great, is that what you're saying, John? I can't. I can't talk <laughs> politics or, or 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 science. So I mean, there's there's a lot of unmasked people walking around Staten Island. They, they don't yeah. believe in 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 coronaviruses in staten island is that kind of what i i don't know i don't know if that's true i don't know if it's true at all i don't i, I mean it would seem that way i i spend some time there but uh you know i i i saw a story about uh and i know you don't really want to talk about it but uh i saw that a kid on staten island um was arrested he was he was in the capitol building uh, two weeks ago um, that was 13 days ago when we were recording this. It's uh, January 19th, the day before the inauguration. And this 20-year-old kid was there. And uh, I read the, I read a local news story about it, like New York City ABC News. Mm. And uh, like the mother and, and grandmother talked about what a great kid he was. And I don't know, I just saw a picture of the kid. And then, you know, it was like, it, apparently he texted a friend, like, I'm about to storm, the, we're about to storm the Capitol or something like that. Again, I'm paraphrasing. I didn't see the fucking text, okay? I read a fake news story, okay, about a possibly a real kid. But, you know, the way I look at it is like, I don't know if that kid is all good or all bad, but he's from Staten Island, so it's not surprising that he's a Trump supporter, just based on anecdotally, you know. I mean, there's a, a fair number of them. And more so than you'd have in, in, you know, Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Queens. And those, or certain parts, I'm sure there are some neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. But the, um, the, the thing is that, you know, I, I've got an 18-year-old son. He's, he's very close to that kid's age. Sure. When, when, when Cameron's home from school, gets, I mean, gets home from work, and he's in his car, and he's on a phone call, and he's talking, or he's in the basement, and I go, and I hear him in the basement, and, or... Or just he, or a friend is over and they're jamming on guitar and I'm upstairs and whatever and I hear them talking, I swear my son sounds like a different fucking person, a totally different person, right? Does he the, sound the, the Staten Islandish? What's what's he sound? What's he sound? Not Staten Island. It's not Staten Island. It's like, um, it's just, I don't know. It, it's a little, a lot more slang. It's not necessarily cursing more, but it's like a different laugh. You know what I mean? Like it's like so. I think people. You know, you want to see your kids a certain way, but that doesn't mean that's who they are all the time. And I'm not saying Cameron's a bad kid. I'm just saying that, you know, I don't know what happened with that Staten Island kid. What drove him to go down there? What drove him to say, hey, it's a good idea to go in this building because everyone else is. Right, right. But just because his mom or grandma say he's such a good kid and all the other people say he's a good kid, well, yeah, you know what? If you come from a okay family a decent family you know there's a time and a place to behave certain ways right when your parents friends are over or you go to church or whatever you do you're not talking or acting the same way 
Yes. You know? I, yeah. And that's it. I mean, and, and, you know, and that doesn't make the kid all good or all bad. I don't fucking know. I mean, look, you know, it don't go. Don't. He, he made a poor decision, as uh, as did everybody there. Well, look, uh, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. and again, I know you really didn't want to talk about it. And the first time we recorded, we didn't talk about it. But, man, I went down, man. I, I, I went down a wormhole yesterday. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a rabbit hole. I watched you watched a lot. a lot of video, huh? I watched video that was posted to Parler. And before Parler, um, before Amazon Web Services pulled, the pulled app, the app went down. Yeah, and and it, and it's really fascinating because what they did is they um, apparently, unlike uh, Instagram or, or and Facebook and Twitter, where they actually stripped the metadata, all the metadata was there. So it is literally time, date, stamp, location. So you could see. So they had so ProPublica, an independent you know nonprofit. Um, you know, news organization. And I've heard on like WMYC NPR radio here, they've done like investigations on the MTA, the subway and all kinds of stuff. Right. The whole idea is, is, um, corruption and power, uh, you know, uh, the government when they're doing things that aren't great for the public. Right. And so therefore the public. So I watched and I read why they posted these videos and like in why they posted them and they curated it and, and I'm watching and I'm fascinated and it was f less than two weeks ago feels like years ago and yet I, I was like I want to watch and I want to see not the precise moment because I'm not going to see it from every angle but I kind of want to see and there were people there were people there that were like some people were convinced even while they were there that it was Antifa, right? Even though they were around these people and whatever, they didn't get a memo about any militia group or we're going to do this, right? And they, they, some of them saw like they were yelling at people to like the cop, the, the cops just doing his job, you know, or, well, well don't do that. Don't you, you know, well, and people were breaking windows, but man, I think the mob mentality like got out of control, obviously. And then there were some people that were clearly there because they had more nefarious purposes of right being, you know um so again it wasn't about like who's responsible because it's a lot went wrong obviously but it's, it was it was truly fascinating to watch I, it's not really any different than what went on in seattle or portland you know or a lot of other cities where something started maybe with a uh it, it really didn't even start with an idea that was uh, held by everybody. They didn't all get together in, in one group and say, this is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to work. Everybody sort of, uh, they were in the city at the same time and they, everybody moves towards a certain something and certain groups are doing one thing and certain groups are doing another thing. And then um, in some cases, shit got out of hand, which is the same thing that happened in Seattle and in Portland. And I, I saw an argument that was made by a um, one of the... Uh, Republican legislators that was saying that, well, the reason he voted against uh, some of the impeachment stuff, somebody in the House, he said, was because we didn't do anything uh, about the the uh, situations during the summer where we had politicians. Well, I, I look at that very differently. We're talking I, about I impeachment. Too. I mean, I look at it very differently. And like that, that was an argument that I, I'm not a big fan of that argument. Uh, because I'm like, yeah, you're really conflating. I'm not saying one one group of people is more right than another group of people. I don't really fucking. That's not my point here. You're 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 con you're comparing apples and oranges, right? You're talking about senators and Congress people, and a president kind of looking the other way. Even if he didn't incite a riot, he didn't make the situation better in a way that he could have. Yeah, I that's think, my, and that's my yeah. issue. And, it, and it, whether or not it's impeachable, I don't know. We don't know what I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I think we, we won't know tomorrow. For me, it comes down to integrity, yeah. integrity, yeah. integrity. Which and and I I would put that um, I would uh, point my finger when I'm saying that to to every member of Congress over the last six months. Do I think that um, this was something that where we can say? That's like a child coming to you and saying, you know, a kid's in trouble, and then they start, what's the first thing usually, if a, if a kid has siblings and they're in trouble, they, almost the very first thing that they do when, when they're in trouble is they try to shift the blame somehow to their brother or sister, or include their brother or sure, sister, sure. Or, or say... Why didn't Why didn't you? You know, um, my my brother didn't get in trouble for doing that. Why am I getting in trouble for doing that? It's the right, same right. same argument, and and it, yeah. you need to look at individual crime, individual punishment. Right, right, and and I would say especially 
considering some of the arguments about um, pointing the finger and talking about personal responsibility and certain people behaving a certain way. Re- and, and it's like, well, then now it's time for you to take personal responsibility or for that thing and not to point the finger and start talking about something else. It's exactly, just, exactly. You yeah. know, it, it's, and again, it, I think that's a lot of what politics is. It's a long party line. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then, yes. you know, you yeah. have this X factor in Trump in that even though he was a Republican, he was his own thing. His his cult of personality uh, is is next level. And I didn't understand the impeachment until it was like, oh, if he's impeached, if they vote yes on the articles of impeachment, he cannot run for office again. Yeah, if the Senate goes through it. I don't think they're going right. to. I and still again, don't I don't know. I don't, think, I don't necessarily think it will go through. But uh, And I, I think I talked to you about, uh, I listened to that guy, Ira Glass, sir, the who ran the uh, American Civil Liberties Union. I heard part of that too, yeah. I listened to the whole thing. Really, uh, 82, 83-year-old um, guy from Brooklyn. And uh, he he had a lot of interesting things, worthwhile things to say about it, in my opinion. And I've always been a free speech guy. And at the same time, there are things that I won't say. I won't say on this podcast. I won't say them in public um, because I know better, you know. Um, or I won't say it a certain way. Um, you know, but I like the idea of free speech. I like, you know, and, and I like that speech should be protected. Um, you know, and then, and again, that's an argument that gets conflated with, uh, private companies with Twitter yeah. and Facebook and everyone else. And it's like, and, and that's one of the great things that he was saying about it is, it's just that is, um, we don't really know how to define these things. Are they a public forum? Are they like the phone company? Where the phone company allows us to talk to one another, but it, you know they don't moderate what we say. But that's a kind of a, even with a party line, that's a kind of a different thing. Right, right. You know, and and at the end of the day, his argument was he would rather that private companies can can um, t- you know kick you off a platform, tell you what you can say and not say, versus the government, right? Because, and it doesn't matter if it's a Democratic government, you know, the Democrats or the Republicans, because at some point, they're not going to be on your side, or your speech is not going to be the speech that they want to hear. It's going to bite you in the ass. It's going to bite you in the ass. And that's why he had, when he was at the American Civil Liberties Union, or he was uh, supported, I think it was the neo-Nazis and maybe the KKK going to Skokie, Illinois. They did, yes. and 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 I don't know if they ever showed up. I think they didn't show up in big numbers. But he, one of his adversaries, was a um, uh, the guy's name was Ben Stern, not Howard Stern's father, Ben Stern, a different Ben Stern, who had survived seven or eight concentration camps. And uh, there's a documentary on um, on Amazon Prime, which I've been wanting to uh, that they made in 2020 about this guy, uh, Ira Glasser, uh, not to be confused with Ira Glass of uh, This American Life. Right. Um, <laughs> And and it, uh, it it's about this guy's uh, life and career, and he became friends with William F. Buckley, whom he would debate quite a bit. He was very conservative, and he would also uh, became friends with Ben Stern, and that was the whole idea of the civility of it and more speech. And that, um, you know, if you're a Holocaust survivor, you're not going to be okay with the neo Nazis coming to your town. You survived seven times. Like, no, get the fuck. You know, you want to fucking kill him, beat him up, punch him. But the point was simply, and what did the Ben Stern, Ben Stern guy, according to Ira Glasser, was they they got like sixty thousand people to counter protest, and and then I think that that neo Nazi rally thing became very small, and that may have like their bark was worse than their bite. Sure, sure. You know, because again, when it comes to shit like that, it'd be like. at the end of the day, we I don't care how much communication and where how we progress in some ways, you that's a thing. Never again. Never again. Right right? And that's what America is. We don't want to allow anything like that again. And the idea of speech I, I so I want to watch this documentary and I'm all down for for this idea of speech and, and it it scares me a little bit because the social media I want it off of it because I, I didn't want to hear all that noise. But I want those people to have the right to say it. <laughs> Just well, yeah. And here's the, here's the thing. Um, I, I agreed with most of what uh, what he said about you know the idea that okay, a private company should be able to make private decisions about uh, whether or not it wants to host 
that that content. They they, they should. I, I agree with that. And I think it's yes. better for the companies to make those decisions right. than the government to to make that decision, like he said. Right. Right. I do think there are some things though that um, we're starting to get in, like the the. Uh, the, the idea that Amazon, as a web hosting company, uh, some of those services probably do fall under the, the auspices, in my opinion, of a public utility at some point. And, and right, I, like the telephone company yeah. or whatever the case may be. And, and, and I agree with you there. I didn't read a lot about um, Amazon Web Services and and what how they reach that decision right now if they reach that decision because of a terms of agreement regarding parlor and security in terms of the metadata and all that kind of stuff maybe but even so that's very slippery slope yeah so when you get into My things like uh you get into things like the the hosting uh, uh, that might be a utility that has different rules than uh the than the social media companies do also these payment services that are um uh, pulling you know the the basically taking bank banking accounts away from these companies and and uh for whatever reason they they decide to come up with uh, i think some of that stuff probably should be regulated and we should have mm -hmm. some some group I, w I would agree with him whatever the group is that's that's uh, maybe uh creating some of the um some of the uh rules if you will about what who can do what maybe that shouldn't necessarily be the government as we know it making those rules because that can turn out to be a situation where you you end up with um, one party that gets too strong at one point or another and they start making rules that uh, that they think uh, are going to just hurt the other party and it's going to as the political winds shift and then things blow back in the other direction then we're going to end up with a situation where uh, the wrong guys are are uh, getting beat up over something that they thought was a good right. idea and so yeah I, I i agreed with most of that i think that yeah i didn't like i didn't like at one point and i don't know if joe rogan said it first or him joe rogan didn't talk a lot during that episode but it, it was good speech versus bad speech because who who's to say what what good speech or bad speech is or good art or bad art right it's just, it's just like what the speech that i like is good speech and your speech is just shit and you know what i mean like it's I mean, what are what are my morals versus your morals? You know, it's yeah. it's a, it's a it's a you know uh, most people can agree about something else, but you're a Satanist, and you know as long as you're not breaking any laws, then you know if it's your goat and you want to sacrifice that goat, I mean, I don't know, I might not like it, but you know what I mean? It's I do, I do. Again, I it's this is not a fully formed thought because it's the first time we're talking about it. Didn't necessarily think I would go this direction, but. You know, I don't want to make it about one person or one thing. I want it to be about, for me, I want it to be about the theoretical argument and where we can go from there. Well, here's what's absolutely happening as we speak. I, I know uh, that I've 100 percent, um, um, I guess, uh, I, I would bet with, with, any, with any amount of money that I, I would feel comfortable betting on the, on the fact that right now that the powers that be, the ones that have been silenced, are spending a shit ton of money and all of their time and effort to get back on and they will get back on there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that parlor and gab and all these places will rise from the ashes they're going to find the funding they're going to find an alternate way to do it and they're all going to be back and they're all going to the voice is still going to be there and they've got shut down for a while they're going to find another way because they have the money. They, they, they you can't yeah. tell me that the Republican Party and the, and the conservatives that are behind all of this stuff that believe very strongly in their voice being heard that they're mm -hmm. not going to be able to put that together and make that happen. They will absolutely. They're going to be back and they're going to be as loud as they were before. This is a temporary hiatus for the, somebody to think that there's that the, 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 this uh, this was a, a a war that has been won. Uh, no, 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 it's not. Listen, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't think, okay, Parler's done. Listen, Parler's not only done because of Apple and Google, in my opinion, and, and Amazon Web Services, is that they were not prepared right, to exactly. grow and grow that fast. Yeah, right. They were not, they couldn't handle the types of numbers they were getting, and they, so, good idea, definitely a market for it, but at the same time, when even though social media can be an echo chamber, where do you want to s send out your message to the world? You'd rather do it on Twitter. Oh, you would, but on yeah. On Parler at this point. But if that's and, gone, and then you got to go somewhere else. 
when Instagram changed the terms and services of their agreement, okay, at one point, there were a bunch of people that were like, we either going to own our content. This happens with many social media platforms, right? There's something in there. Someone reads it. They share it around. And then people, where do they complain about it? On Instagram or Facebook. And where do people go? Oh, here's this other app. And well, guess what? That other app did not become the next Instagram. And then Facebook bought Instagram, and then, you know, TikTok is the biggest thing that came around. And then that had its own issues because it was owned by, you know what I mean? So, so it's right. like, but it, no, it won't die. And I don't necessarily think that Parler or the new conservative true free speech platform will be as big as Twitter. But then again, I don't know that Twitter will stay as big as Twitter. That's See what I was what thinking. I mean? yeah, and, yeah, so, yeah. And, and the one thing that I really liked that that guy Ira Glasser says was that, that we're really looking at this as in its infancy, right? So you could say Twitter, you know, Facebook's been around since whatever, 2007-ish, but then grew more once they didn't just, you, you know, you didn't have to just be in college um, to be on it. And then it feels like it happened overnight. It feels like it's been here forever, but it hasn't. And he was talking about, you know, the printing press. And, and what was that? And it's in the 1500s. And then how many years it took to kind of figure that out. Sure. Yeah, like and, and where we went, not just about free speech in this country, but just sorting out and how it writes itself. What, what is this thing? And who owns it? And yes, a company owns it. Or it's a... I, it, there's... It sounds like I'm. I don't know what I'm talking about because I don't. I really don't. Well, it's all guessing. It, it really is. Your you know, your guess is is as good as Ira Glasser's. It, I, you know, I, I, I like I. We're gonna. This is where we are right now. Is it the lowest point we've been? I don't know. Is it the most divided we've been? I don't know. But it's it's not. Look, I hope in my lifetime, and I don't think I'll see it. Is that we we can come together and and find more uh in common than find stuff that divides us because at the end of the day i think many people want the same things but you want it for yourself and your people you want it for your family you want it for your community how do you define that community so having a global community and this idea that we're all in this together doesn't work because it's so easy to to go to a dark negative place yes and, and 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 I think when you know with pandemic and and with uh, you know the very polarizing you know president and and that it it that people take out their anger and frustration on the things right in front of them differences this person that person you're hurting me you're taking something away from me and and I don't know how we change that and I don't think that one person man woman president will or can change that and then the other side is the the partisan politics is that the it, there's corruption and there's corruption on, on both sides and you know it's i don't know i'm not hopeful i learned today that 1954 john 1954 uh it was the uh, we, we had been hearing uh 1812 was the last time something this serious happened but that's not actually true 1954 more recently we had uh, some group of um, angry puerto ricans uh stormed the house in 1954 and shot four members of congress on the house floor so um yeah, recent history. It's, what was the cause of that? Uh, Puerto Ricans pissed off about something. I, I didn't read the whole uh, reasoning why, but there was it was a group of. Uh, uh, oh, uh, the protest was meant to draw attention to their demand for Puerto Rico's immediate independence. Five congressmen were wounded in the shooting. Yeah, so I mean, we've had crazy shit that's happened, and we've we've we've. Uh, yeah, we pulled together since then. Although one could argue, well, listen, since the fifties, we've been in, we've been politics has just been slowly uh, corroding and de deteriorating and and uh, getting worse since then. But uh, yeah, we well, uh, we haven't had a lot of we we haven't had a lot of events since the fifties really yeah. to well, pull us all together. Well, here's what I'm going to say about that. Though. Here's what I'm going to say about that. Okay, and this is for any militia type, conservative, Antifa, whoever. I don't know who all those people were. How many fucking people went into that house? Their house. Their house. Went into the Capitol building. How many? A lot more than there were law enforcement, right? And and how how many congresspersons did they did they injure? Zero. Zero. It's, okay. It, this is gonna. You know what this is gonna do? And I'm serious about this. Um, all summer long, there were there were people that were saying, why why weren't they? 
why did they let um, federal buildings in in Seattle uh, get taken over? Why did Portland give up uh, like uh, six square blocks of the city to this uh, Chad organization um, who um, were trying to make themselves a sovereign nation um, and were shooting people and creating their own laws and doing crazy crap? Why? And they had um, federal buildings out there that they were that they overtake taken. Why did that shit go on all summer long? In many ways, and it was very unencumbered. Why? Why did that? Why did we allow that to happen? There was a lot of people that were wishing at that point that the 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 mighty hand of, of of government would have smacked down instead of jumping out of vans and arresting people with uh, these little goon squads that they had that trump sent out there were a lot of people that were wishing that they just would have opened fire and and uh, and dealt with it in a militaristic fashion um and stomped it out quickly there was there was a there's that thought went on you know with with a lot of people yeah. um I didn't know what to think. Uh, I, I th- yeah, I saw very little. I I, I saw very little of that. Right. And, and I heard some stories about it. Yeah. In Portland and Seattle. Well, that, and that yeah. that may be an issue too. The fact that we saw very little of it. Um, that and and perhaps it should have been under under a, a, a brighter light uh, at that point because there were people that were t- absolutely taking uh, taking note. And I think that emboldened these idiots that, that went to Washington. I think they thought, well, fuck it. They, they, everybody's getting away with this all summer long. Why would we well, be in uh, Why would I, we be in trouble? I, I, I what I what I had heard from Biden about that when 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 a lot of people call him very progressive. I heard him. He, I don't know that he was supporting anyone that was uh, creating violent, burning businesses or doing anything like that. I can I tell you what he said in Kenosha. Him. I can tell you what he said in Kenosha because I heard it. I mean, I watched the, the in Kenosha. What, what did he say about Kenosha? In Kenosha, he visited the, the the gentleman who basically started a fucking riot, who did everything that he could possibly do wrong, uh, in in terms of. Uh, uh, having an arrest record, um, being um, combative on a stop, um, doing everything wrong that you could possibly do um, as far as cooperating with police for whatever reason, whatever his attitude was, whatever his thought was. But he, he this this guy in, in that they had arrested, who the police ended up shooting, and were not charged with anything, and I think rightly so because I've watched the tape on that, and this guy was absolutely 100% in the wrong. There, I have no doubt in my mind that that guy was in the wrong and that the police acted the way police should act. If I was a black person and that guy was acting that way, acting a fool, I would be more mad at him for fucking up my life than the police, quite frankly, because he did everything wrong that you could possibly do. He checked every fucking box. Biden comes to town, visits this knucklehead, this fucking idiot, in the hospital makes a big showboat thing out of the out of visiting him in the hospital then he says that the police involved in this should all be charged arrested and put in prison tell me that's not insightful that's surely fucking insightful the next day for like two three days after that they had businesses burning they had riots they had all sorts of shit and that was after biden got there he didn't do there was nothing after he was there or while he was there that was there about calming things down. It was about a moment where he could raise his voice and say something that he thought, sticking his finger in the wind, appealed to his base. And it did. Was it right? Fuck no, it wasn't right. It was horrible. And I paid attention to that closely. So the idea that the Democrats or certain politicians haven't done things to fan the flames of the shit that went on all summer is ridiculous. It, they did. They, they absolutely did. Does that make it right that Trump did this and he should get away with it? Or that any of these guys should get away with it? The shit that they just did in Washington? Fuck no. No, 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 no. They're all wrong. They're all bad. <laughs> this is a trend in politics that can't continue. We can't have either side doing this shit it's just creating a war on our own fucking on our own soil with with each other for reasons that don't make sense that aren't even real the reasons aren't even real in many cases it's made up bullshit we're making up storylines that aren't even real and we're fighting each other over this shit it's just crazy it's crazy talk so i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm disgusted with all of them 
Well, again, I I I know very little about the Kenosha um, case. I really I do. I don't know the the guy who was shot. I don't know the reason he was shot. I don't even know if I've ever even seen the video. It's possible. You know, I I don't know, and you know, it, it's my issue. It goes beyond the politics of it all. It, it's it's the politicians, it's the news media, how it's covered, and and it, I do, I'm sure, I'm sure I have a bias, and and I and I think for the most part it leans left, to a certain degree. I mean I've said this before, um, but I would probably say at this point because of my age and the times I'm probably somewhat of a, a left leaning moderate. Right versus when I was more idealistic in my twenties, and the time was different. Uh, and I do whatever I can to look at multiple sources. Right, so when something unfolds and I'm intrigued by it, such as the Capitol, um, the rally in the Capitol building, is I'm looking at. That's why I like that ProPublica thing because I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this. Yes, it's curated. I didn't watch every video, but there were a lot of them. And I want to see as much as I can in terms of what may have happened. Is it going to change anything? No. Is it going to change my opinion much? Nah, not necessarily. I mean, it, it pretty much confirmed a lot of what I thought, what I believed. But I wasn't watching CNN and MSNBC. I mean, or, you know, I, I looked at conservative. I looked at, you know, the fake news, left-leaning news, and I just wanted to sort of take it in and go like, where the fuck do we go from here? When are we going to get a point where the politician, whether it's on the you know federal level, the president, all the way down to your local congressperson, when are they actually going to see, not what every person, but they're going to represent their constituents and not say something or do something? That's why when a Republican voted any of the Republicans that either pulled their vote back uh, or, or were, were, didn't contest, you know, the election, even though they said they were going to, because we, whoa, whoa, this is not the time for that. And the ones that went against it and spoke their mind, and this is the reason I'm voting for impeachment, I had some level of respect for that, because that possibly could have been career, political career suicide for them in their party. True, true. You know, and so so then it's like, okay, here is someone that is now stepping aside, and it, n there were some of them that were fucking, oh, really, really, Image McConnell, at this, this is what it's going to take when your buddy pal, now you're going to say this, like, oh, because you think it's finally they put this finally. guy, yeah, put this guy in his coffin and it's going to go away, right? Like, I don't know what the reason was. Now you're going to say you have integrity and you do this, you know, and. You know, I and I don't follow a lot of these politicians. I don't know every vote they've made or decisions they've reached. It's just sort of I only know what little I've heard about this one or that one, and then my personal opinion on them based on what I've heard on NPR or wherever I heard it. And and it's like, but some of these younger ones, it's their first term. It was like uh, there's a guy in Illinois, whatever. And again, I don't know how he votes. I don't know if I'd vote for that guy or, he, but it, to a certain level, he'd be like. All right, this guy's—I don't. This guy's not doing this for a political reason. This guy looked at something and had, it seems, and made a decision that this was not okay. Right. Well, the, the, one of the guys that was uh, stood out to me is this. Uh, I think it's Myers. How you pronounce it? They—they they run a. His family is the. It's spelled M E I J E R. They own a grocery store chain, large grocery store chain. He's probably has more money than Trump actually. Uh the guy is uh first oh, young young kid. Young guy. I saw this guy in an interview from yeah. Michigan, I believe. Yeah, and he's uh yes. did uh, did uh, he was like a um he was like a um a guy that was, he's he's been in the military. He's got some sort of a, a impressive military background and uh, a Republican, and he he spoke right yeah. up, and he said yeah, yeah. he spoke right up, and he said, "No, this is I mean, all yeah, of this." Here it is: first term GOP rep Peter Meyer Meyer uh, says he may very well have ended his political career by voting to impeach Trump. Yeah, and he was and very I vocal about why. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. But there's there's yeah, a guy yeah. there's a guy that if he if he if the Republicans decide to get rid of him. Uh, because of that, he should run as an independent because there, there's a guy with integrity. He stood up and said what what you should do and did what you sh what, yeah. what somebody should have done. This is this is the quote. I I may very well have, but I think it's also ended his career. 
um, political career. I think it's also important that we have elected leaders who are not thinking solely about what's in their individual self-interest, not what, what is going to be politically expedient, but what we actually need for the country. Yes. And uh, impeaching a president was nothing that we ever hoped to do. Many of us deliberated deeply. This was not an easy as not as easy as just saying what is in our best political interest, but frankly, looking at the evidence, looking at the facts of the case, reading the article and asking, is this true by our own experience, by our lived experience? And it was. So, and listen, I, I have a lot of respect for the guy. If he comes from a family with a lot of money and he was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple. No, it sounds like he has he has some level of integrity. Yes, I, I agree. I, yeah. I kind of want that. I mean, you know. I would I, love I, it if we'd have more of those guys that could actually well, think and, for themselves. And again, I, I don't know all of uh, Senator John McCain's uh, voting record. Um, he was misled um, uh, choosing Sarah Palin as a <laughs> presidential uh, running mate. I think, um, I think she was, uh, she, she <laughs> caught his eye as being uh, maybe yeah. attractive or something. I don't, at I first, don't know. I she don't seemed know a little less crazy at first. She did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what it was, um, but uh, but he he did he did seem like a a man of integrity. You know, he, he was. I, I believe he was. Yeah. You know, and it's just like fuck. Like, it, it's I I don't know, man. And, and even uh, what's her name, Liz Cheney. I mean, the, the number three uh, Republican uh, in the House, and you know, and and she voted for the impeachment whatever and it's like like i can't think of any scenario why why she would that would be a personal decision to help her career like it's going to hurt her in that part of me yeah in, in all likelihood you yeah. know so you wonder you're like i mean listen i i mean i i'm sure a lot of republicans were not happy with trump in the beginning and and then they just said we we did nothing we can do about this and they just went along with everything but uh but yeah i i i i, I do remember seeing seeing that kid he looks like he's like no more than 35 he may even be younger yeah um, yeah he looks like a young guy you know. so yeah i mean he, he did the right thing he did and uh it's, it's kind of like your guy from the aclu uh ira glasser yeah you know he was when he was talking about the idea that uh you know when you looked at what was going on here with this election and you had your choices to vote uh you know the idea that you could vote with with all with it with integrity. How could you vote for for Trump? And that's kind of what it came down to for me was okay. Did did and in something he said to me, uh, I don't know if I had that uh, conscious thought necessarily, but he said if you if you're opposed to the idea of uh, voting for for Biden because he's he's you know dead man walking and uh, we what do we know really about uh, his his running mate is uh, is Kamala Harris gonna you know what sh what would she be like if she steps in when when he dies uh, should he die is that you know, scare the life out of you you still if you got any integrity at that point you still shouldn't be voting for Trump uh, you know if you right really, and, really and, think and about I think things. he said well then you know then you 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 fight you know, that battle happens. later. You, 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 the next time you vote her out. Yeah. Fight that battle in four years. If, yeah. Right. You give, yeah. It's like, and, and so I, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, because the idea is the, the idea is that people aren't talking about 77 year old Joe Biden kicking the bucket necessarily. I'm sure some people are, but I, I haven't heard that. I think the idea is that he's going to be a one term president because he won't run again at 81. Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. does and he it make it to 81? Who knows? I mean, yeah, who knows? You no, know, she would run. That's I think that's the idea, right? I haven't read a lot about it. You would, you would guess that's what, where things are going, you know, unless something, unless you have some sort of a, a coup within the, the workings of the DNC, you know, it's like, are, are the Republicans going to hang on to this, uh, this uh, Trump baloney, or are they going to try to go in a different direction? You'd think if there were some powers in the party that... Um, you know, and this is kind of reminds me of when um, when the Clintons took over the DNC, basically, and the, how things were running. They, they were basically running the show and and making the shots, calling the shots as to how things were going to work and all that super delegate stuff. And and you know, they kept Bernie Sanders out of contention because they they basically had things locked in before before it started. Um, it's possible that that something like that, some sort of back end thing, could go on, and somebody could say, you know, who knows? Like Harris might screw something up in between now and then and they look at her and think all right let's let's uh, find the other guy or the other person whoever that is but 
she's a person of color she's female she's got you know she checks a lot of the boxes if she doesn't screw something up big time and she moves into that thing who knows well b- both parties uh yeah i wish they would just uh, i mean start getting their shit together well and stop with being so fucking extreme that's the, the extreme things is what, what whatever, I think. Whatever it is, yeah, whether yeah. it's uh, evan- evangelical Christians. I mean, the, the idea, I heard a story yesterday about a lot of evangelical Christians that believe that he was, that Trump was God's choice. And I'm sorry, <laughs> if I were a fucking believer in God, right? And the way I remember even being raised as a Catholic, right? And, and I was like, I truly, I was like all about it. And, <laughs> and I followed it. I go to church every Sunday. I go to church like fucking Mark fucking Wahlberg, me and my third nipple going to church every fucking day. I pray every morning, day, and night. And then I found, and I look, and I go like, here this guy is, this fucking guy with his gaudy gold fucking buildings and marble and his wives and his dumb fucking ugly children and his fucking dumb reality show and his, all of it. I wouldn't even have to hear that fucking tape <laughs> with Billy Bush, and I'd fucking go like, really? Really? Is this a fucking test? Because if it's a test, you have failed me, God. I mean, like, you're out of your mind. I am out. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk...